Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Maggie Pelleton podcast. I am Maggie Pelleton and I have a very special guest with me today. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, um, <laughs> my name is Christian Cervera. <laughs> Just go by Chris. Um, and yeah, I'm so happy to not only talk to my friend Maggie today, but just to get some social interaction in here. I know, right? I feel like I can't even remember the last time we, well, I mean, like we actually hung out in person, but even just like talk, like we text every once in a while, but it's been so long. So was the last time I saw you your wedding then? Yes, it's almost what? been a year. That's right. Oh my gosh. That's, in, that's, that's not okay. That's, I mean, like I was going to blame COVID, but you can only blame that for like the last couple of months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so Chris got married about a year ago on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was the, so congratulations on the one year. Thank um, you. We survived. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. And then I was going to say, like, I feel like normally every summer we talk about trying to go to a Giants game together or something, but like, obviously we can't do that this year. Yeah, we can, huh? And I was, I was, my thing is I always look at the promotion can- calendar yeah. first. Yeah, uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, what days am I going to do? At least pick five days. Yeah. And I go yeah. to maybe two or three, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think we talk about it during the summer, during the winter, like, just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> life, yeah. man, life. Totally. In case, I mean, people probably don't know this, but Chris and I went to Davis together, but didn't actually know each other when we were at Davis. We yeah, met after, time. which is so weird. <laughs> uh, I told him earlier that I have my Davis shirt on just to, to represent. represent for him. <laughs> Um, so Chris, do you want to tell everyone just a little bit more about yourself? I normally have, I, I don't know if, um, if I've talked to you about this, but I do like this, I am exercise where you basically just fill in like descriptors of yourself basically after the phrase I am. So you could say like, I am Chris or whatever. And it's just a way to introduce yourself and just to share kind of some important parts of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was listening to some of your podcasts and you've been doing a great job, by the way. Thanks. Really nice. Thank you. You know, you know, you've got to. <laughs> Tackle some tough issues. They're pretty good. Yeah, it's um, it's it's been fun, but it's tough at times. But it's fun. So right, you kind of you started this to kind of you know just let you, which I've been really you know um, I want to congratulate you on that. Just oh, time by you. yourself was just like the hardest thing to do in life. Um, I mean, before you start, I also just want to say that, like, Chris is also, I'm not even kidding you, I swear he's the nicest human being I have ever met in my entire life, and he's just (laughs) the coolest, most genuine, awesome person ever, so that's why I wanted to have him on here, Um, but thank you, that's super nice of you to say. Yeah, no, thank you, it's been nice um, just to hear everything going on, no, it was cool, like, how you were kind of starting up, and then COVID, and then all this social business happened, and it's just kind of like, well, I think you took the right turn and just kind of laid it all out there. So thank you. Appreciate yeah. you for doing that. Yeah, no, totally. Um, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. So my name, you know, I am Christian Cervera. Mm-hmm. I kind of present myself as Chicano or Mexican American. Um, I am a guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like a, you know, I'm 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 a, a man who's kind of. I'll, I'll accept anything, honestly, um, in terms of what people want to call me, but yeah. I'll prefer he, I'll prefer hey. Okay. <laughs> it's all good okay. with me. Um, <laughs> I'm a husband, mm-hmm. newly one-year husband to an amazing wife. Um, you do have an amazing wife. She's incredible. That's right. She is awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Davis Aggie, you know, um, someone that grew up in a tough environment and then kind of had a wonderful father who just kind of rose up and handled his business um i'm a big video gamer 
and we can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> I'm a newly become foodie because wifey oh. takes us to good places. Oh, I don't know if I knew that. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I'm a big sports fan. Bay Area, everything now. Um, mm-hmm. Little secret, I think you, you might not know about me, is like back in the day I was a Kings fan. Oh, actually, we might have talked about this. I think we did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'll that forgive was, you. It's fine. <laughs> no. You know what it was? It was the NBA. They let me down. The whole mm. referee situation with the Lakers oh and the gosh. Kings during that playoff. I was 2000, just, I was 2002? Is that right? Somewhere around there? Somewhere around there. Yeah. It, okay. it totally completely turned me off basketball and I didn't follow it for like five years and I was like you know what I'm in Davis now I, I yeah. was kind of inspired by the Warriors and what Steph did but yeah, yeah. I think that's it <laughs> that was great stuff. no that was fantastic I feel like you hit you hit like so many things that like when I when I think about you like those are things that I think of and then you even included some ones I didn't know so that's perfect so actually, well, I guess before we even dive into more stuff, I feel like we should yeah. briefly discuss how we met. So yeah, so we both went to Davis. Um, we yeah. were, well, I guess we were technically like the same year then, even though we didn't graduate. The same yeah, year. yeah. Do you want to tell the story or do you want, do you want me to go? I was kind of trying to remember like, like one of the meetings, one of the original meetings um, for the Junior Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which is an amazing program that I met you through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, for our love of sports and helping mm-hmm. out the community and all them kids yeah um, <laughs> yeah i feel like we we just like instantly click like you said we just have a lot in common and we had like yeah. a lot we could talk about but yeah i mean junior giants was an amazing experience and that was i still think it was one of the best jobs we had even if it was kind of like just a summer job yeah you know? definitely um yeah, I, think, I think it's so cool that we like not only like both went to davis and then like met at junior giants and then we both worked in the same league too like yeah. i mean at different times but it's just so crazy um and then one of my favorite junior giants memories i think it was maybe the second summer so 2014 when we were i think there was like i can't remember what they called it it was like the junior giants like festival day something like that and they were like a bunch of volunteers we were the what do they even call us we were like the volunteer co-coordinators or something i can't remember but that was such a fun day it was so cool we had to for lack of a better phrase we got to like boss everyone around yes (laughs) (laughs) we got to tell everyone what to do but i mean the coolest part was just like hanging out with you and we got to go to all the different exhibits and see all the kids and it was just so cool that was definitely one of my favorite memories yeah i think besides helping out one of the kids that um she had a really awesome story um yeah that was my absolute favorite moment was just Mm -hmm. kind of I'm bossing around, but yeah. you know, we were kind of managing the park. Like, That's a much better way to say it. Yes. Yeah, we were <laughs> we were managing AT and T for a little bit. It was yeah. so much fun, and oh, so much fun! And there were a lot of people too, so we had a actually like kind mm-hmm. of a hefty job. It was cool. Yeah, um, we did. It was a lot of people. And then I also. I also remember how we got to go and bat at home plate and all yeah. that stuff too. Like that was so and like take grounders and stuff. Oh my gosh, it was definitely one of the one of the highlights <laughs> no def- that's you said it right it's probably the favorite moment for my time there and it was just so much fun because i got to hang out with you for like it was like a 14 hour day or something like that it was, yeah, a, long it was a long day. day yeah yeah but it was a lot of fun because it was you know it was like a dream job what, what do you do with a dream job at like 22 you know oh absolutely yeah enjoy it yeah so much fun oh my gosh that was yeah that was a that was a good time and I'm, i mean obviously i'm glad we met there too mm-hmm. and we like uh and got to experience that together but yeah that was such a cool time um since we're talking about the junior giants i guess we can like dive into some sports talk 
yeah. since we're already sort of talking about the Giants. I was telling Chris earlier that it's just kind of weird talking about sports right now just because mm-hmm. like obviously I mean there's so much up in the air there's so much uncertainty about what leagues are gonna even happen and like they're obviously <laughs> they're obviously gonna like look a lot different than they usually do but so I mean let's just let's just assume that they come up with something and there's a season at some point uh mm-hmm. how are you feeling about the Giants right now let's say second year rebuilding season yeah um <laughs> it's it's totally weird because if you're a Giants fan you kind of know we have our favorites and we kind of stick with our, well, let's say in my opinion, we stick with our favorites a little, a little one or two years too long. But I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I was hoping to take this year as just a fun year just to see, you know, who's coming up. Um, what's his name? Yeah. Yes. Skrimsky. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just to yes. see him kind of build up from, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. From his last um, year. And no, I'm just kind of excited because it's kind of like the, you know, we're getting a minor facelift for half of the, half of, I think our old, our older players are going to be gone after this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a whole new coaching staff and it's, mm-hmm. it's a whole new era, basically, even though we still got little pieces from the past one. Um, but I don't know. I was, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, how are you feeling about him? It's, I think you, I mean, you described it really well. I think it's kind of this like interesting in-between point, which I yeah. think like, I think that's why they didn't really want to call it like a rebuild last mm-hmm. year. Was it last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel the same that I'm like, I think we have some pretty cool young prospects with, you know, like Yaz and like, uh, how do you say his name? Mar- Mauricio Dubon. Who are some other ones? Jalen Davis. I'm blanking on other ones. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to bring Hunter Pence back. and. Oh yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, I love Hunter Pence. That's Me too. Coming. Oh man. He's oh, my he's second like... favorite all time. Oh, wait, who's your first? Uh, Romo. Just because oh, okay. from the same hood, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. I, yeah. It's kind of this weird, like in between time, you know, I, I love the Brandons and like, I love Buster yeah. kind of this like awkward moment where you're like, Oh, should we just say goodbye? Like, should yeah. we just move on? <laughs> How do you um, say goodbye to a really good, not friend, but like, um, you know, your favorite coworker or, yeah, yeah. or someone that you, your boss, you know, yeah. it's like you, you established this relationship with them and then now you kind of have to be like, well, either you're out or I'm kind of bouncing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think actually it's it's kind of interesting too for me because I think the Warriors are in a very similar place that the Giants are. We have the core, we have Steph, and we have Clay, and we have Draymond. Yeah. But you know, Andre left, Sean left, uh, KD left, like just and then like several other bench players left too. So like we have, you know, the reliable core, but then we also have a ton of young players who are still really unproven and have you know are intriguing but are really unproven. Yeah. So. Same thing that I don't know if they're as in in much of like a rebuild year as the Giants are, but it's still kind of like this weird in between. I feel like where I'm I'm not super confident in what's going to happen, which maybe sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said I see them similarly, but there's still a distinction to me. It's you know Giants. You know, let's be honest. We really weren't that good. Right. We we had our good years. Yeah. Yeah. But those were even though, you know, we're like three and five, hey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There were just so few really good years that we had. Mm -hmm. Um, That's true. That's a good point. So that's why we're kind of really just restarting almost the whole process. Mm -hmm. Don't say rebuild, I guess, but yeah, we're (laughs) restarting the whole process. Um, Where the Warriors, I feel like 
you know, we got to, like, if, if the Warriors was a player, we just got a broken hand. Let's just sit it out for the year. Let's rest. Steph's um, broken hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be literal, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was just a break. It's a one year off. Yeah. I think it's actually going to be pretty good for them, for the core, mm-hmm. just to kind of rest their bodies and oh, come yeah. in stronger and you know, more prepared than I think they have been before before the wonderful championship seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, with the young players, especially now where they can't really – I know they're still trying to handle all that, but they can't really go out and play. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for them to develop. But um, I still see it more as just a year, uh, one break year. I think we'll pick up someone really good. You know, might, we might even get Andre back. We'll see. But, yeah, yeah, but, I, uh, I'm more hopeful yeah. for him. And I think I think we do have some like intriguing young talent. So I think that's good. I, I think you're right though that it's just it's hard to know how they're going to progress just because they're not getting that regular play that they need. Yeah. To progress. So, but I mean, but at the same with the same thought in mind, you also have like a really veteran, smart, like championship winning core that can pass down their wisdom i guess you know it might yeah. it might be harder to do that in like not a game setting but um That's i mean they're too. at least set up in that sense you know yeah yeah can you imagine that just like on a zoom call just it's like veteran nba 101 and then you just got steph and clay just talking about oh this is where you take the three kind of i know right coaching oh and all circles and stuff you know how do we how do we get in on that zoom call <laughs> that'd be so cool you just tell me about some food Oh, food strategy. Yeah. Food, always (laughs) with the food. I am curious, like, because we we started talking about the social justice stuff, like, a little bit. And I don't, we don't need to go get into it fully because that'd probably be like a whole, like, two hour long conversation. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, it's kind of like a fresh breath of air, even though we had to lose that, that, that breath of air in order to get a new one. Speaking like how, how people have, have passed away or been murdered. Um, it feels nice in the fact that we're finally kind of being really understood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure which one of your podcasts, but this is what I kind of base my life on. Everything is just that that knowledge or just that understanding of empathy. Um, I think people are finally doing that. Um, as a population here in the States. Um, don't want to talk international because there's always other stuff international, but yeah. for us here in the States, I think people are finally seeing it and being hit with it that, you know, what? oh man, you know, sometimes having a different skin color sucks, if not all the time <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's, it's nice that we finally, it finally feels like they're hearing us compared to some other movements this generation within like the last 10 years ish um that we're being finally being understood and you know people are seeing it for the first time because you just hear it in stories or you read it in some history books some states gotta step up their game um (laughs) you'll see that you hear it in some history or read in some history books i I think i got lucky because in high school my teachers they were really they really pushed that on us. Like, Hey, you, oh, cool. like this country, you know, you come here, you do your best and it's actually one of the better ones in their opinion, but it sucked. Mm-hmm. And this continues to just be a tough place to do anything, especially for these communities from 
you know, starting from the native people here all the way through this country's dark history. Um, and I think hopefully this, this year will be the year that the history books write. You know, in 2020, people finally understood, step up their game. <laughs> you know, people are, you know, the laws change, things change for the better. Um, for me specifically, with the, the it's tough because I'm in a weird spot where I know a lot of people and I love a lot of people that are in um, law enforcement. And I respect them and, you know, I, I hope they're doing well and, you know, no one deserves to be murdered or just die, whether you're at work um, or just walking on the street. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I get, you know, like, I respect them, but just the way maybe that culture, I don't know specifically, but the way that it's run and how it systemically and historically has been done, you know, mm -hmm. specifically about um, enforcement and, um, Cause for me, like even in Davis, that's probably where I experienced the most. I would just walk down the street and I would get stopped a couple of times. Oh, like yeah. it was just, it was scary sometimes. Like just, I was literally a block away from where I was living my first year. And um, I got off the bus, the bus is like three blocks away. And I saw just a car following me. It didn't have its light on or anything, which was hella sketchy. Um, and then they turned on their, their police lights and I was like, Wait they're stopping me i'm just walking i'm over here like i was literally skipping and dancing because it was the end of my day <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um they stopped me and kind of knowing because i know people in law enforcement you know they kind of taught me how to not play the game but say correct things and then how to de-escalate situations yeah. if they're not going to do it well you know i'm gonna try to do it mm -hmm. um and they're asking me where you live like where are you going that's all my live over here you know i'm staying with my aunt um and they didn't, they weren't believing me for a little while. And I'm like, oh, here's my UCD statement, UC Davis student ID. And then he looked at me, he's like, oh, okay, never mind. Have a good day. Bye. And I'm like, wow. okay. So I kept that thing in the front of my pocket. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, wow. I don't want to cut you off. You can keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I just, I didn't know that story. That's, that's insane. Um, and like you weren't you weren't even doing anything like you were just walking home or something right is that what you said yeah, Walk, yeah. It, i mean i'm not gonna say it's late it was like 9 30 and i yeah yeah um but it's because that's you know i had to walk to the bus station you know those the bus station the bus system in davis is really cool if yeah yeah just to, just to even ride on sometimes <laughs> but, um but it you know it was just one of the last ones out of the station and um that's just kind of what it what it was i was just trying to get home man Oh, um, oh my gosh. There's like so much to unpack there. I like, <laughs> I, I like, oh my God. No, like in, in a great way, like in a, not, I mean, sorry, I didn't say that right. Like that, like I, in, no, you could say, I mean, in, I, a, like, in a productive way. That's, well, yeah. Like it, it like yeah. angers me that that happened to you and that like, it makes me sad and like makes me frustrated. So I don't mean like great in that way. I just, I appreciate you sharing that story first of all, but yeah. also everything you said before that too like I feel like you said that like so well and I feel like I I could relate to a lot of what you were saying and I agreed with what a lot of what you're saying but I also think like that personal experience that you have with it is very powerful and it's what you just said that I think people of color can historically and even now can get treated differently in many different ways it can be sy systemic um, in terms of like the police system or education or healthcare or like whatever, but oh. it can also just be like basic interactions. <laughs> yeah. 
it's embedded in so many parts of culture and society. And I think, I think, as you said, though, I think like people are starting to see that more, the people that don't Mm -hmm. regularly experience that. So I think, I think that's great. I think that's a big, big wave of change coming. Definitely. Um, I think sometimes people can think of, actually, sorry, this is kind of like a two pronged thought. So the first one, the first one is that I think often people who don't experience the things that we just talked about. I think they, in the past, I'm not, I'm not going to like generalize, but I think some people can sometimes think of racism as a racist comment or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think people are starting to realize that it is more systemic. I think that's great that they're starting to see that. But I think yeah. empathy is kind of similar in my mind, that I think some people think of empathy as hearing a story and being like, oh, I'm so sorry. And that's a part of empathy, but part of empathy is also being an ally and the action that you put in and stuff like that. So I think, like you said, I think that's something that's also starting to change and starting to happen too. I appreciate you telling that story because that's, I think that almost shows my privilege because I think when I went to Davis, I wouldn't have even, I would never have guessed that would have happened to you in Davis. Not, I'm not, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. I'm just, I would never have guessed that. And I don't even, I don't know what it is now, but I feel like when we were there, it was like 48% Asian or something. Yeah, something it was like high. that. Yeah. It's something really high. I'm biracial, so I'm half Asian, half white. To me, it actually was kind of, when I was growing up, I lived in a place that was very white and very mm-hmm. affluent and very, uh, very cisgender and very, very like straight couples everywhere too. And when I went to Davis, I almost felt, at least because of my racial identity, I almost felt more comfortable in Davis because there were more Asian people <laughs> and more mixed race people. So I almost was like, oh, this is great. Like this yeah. is a change of pace. I'm not the only one anymore. This is fantastic. So, but again, like I think that I think it's just interesting hearing your experience too, because it just shows that every person of color has a different experience. So I'm gonna stop yeah. talking now so that you can talk. No. <laughs> no, I think that was all like well said and I think that encompasses a lot of people's experience to where it's going to be different, you know, kind of like even here, like I know some of my neighbors that live near me, but I don't know about their experience and stuff. Kind of like Davis, you're you're sitting next to some, some of those classrooms, you're sitting next to like 200 people. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, I know, I know like 20 of you, I know 10% of you. Hey, and then the rest of of them, you're like, yeah, I have no idea what you're going through. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in your life. Um, But as long as, you know, you, you keep that, that level of empathy to where, it's like you don't, you might not understand it or you might not know it at all, but just knowing that someone's going through it or just knowing that someone's struggling, it doesn't have to be with race or anything, just letting them be themselves or at least celebrating them or, you know, being that ally for them. That's all I really need. Like, that's, that's one way to practice the empathy. I think right now, like you said, it's, it's kind of using that empathy shovel and just digging out all that embedded racism everywhere and trying to get people to learn about, you know, other people and all these, all this history that we have, um, but also themselves too. You know, I had a, yeah. for me and Davis, I was, um, I was not the calmest, I guess I was, I was part of like a lot of activism back then. And then just with my own personal struggles, it's like, I'm thinking, about, Oh, you know, back in the day, it was, it was literally like eight, no seven years ago when I stopped doing a lot of activism activism stuff Mm -hmm. and just realizing now you're like, you know, I haven't really done any of that. And that's just because 
you know, we, it's life. We had a lot of, my wife and I had a lot of personal things with family that kept happening every yeah. year, it seemed like. Um, but it's like, it's like losing a little piece of you. It's like, man, I wish I could go, you know, be on the front lines again with the, the protesters and stuff. But yeah, doing things like, like your podcasts, your articles, all that stuff. I think it's awesome because if at least one person hears it, you know, they'll understand you, they'll help understand themselves. Mm-hmm. And just that little ripple effect. And no, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, same thing. Just every, everything you said, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I agree with so many things you just said. And I, first of all, I love that. I don't know if you came up with this yourself, but I love the empathy shovel thing you just said. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was well, like, "That's so cool." <laughs> I heard you talk about it in one of your podcasts. I'm like, "Man, I'm, I'm." I was like, "I'm so happy that she's mentioning this." It's like, the, like your example that you had, um, just with us talking right now. I think people confuse it with sympathy. Yeah, it's like yes, yes. It's it's awesome. Be sympathetic. You know, mm-hmm. someone just lost someone else. Be sympathetic, but understand why that hurts. Understand, yeah, why it happened in the first place. That's the that's the true empathy component comes through. But, you know, sometimes we slowly just do all the laws and policies and all these amazing lawyers. Like I have a good friend that she went to Stanford Law and she was helping out with like DACA and a lot of stuff. I'm just oh, like, wow. so better. I've known her since I was eight. Um, wow. That's awesome. That's, that's where you're slowly shoveling it. But sometimes you just got to smack people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shovel can be used in many ways. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, but you're right. I, th- I do think people confuse empathy and sympathy. And there's like a, I also think there's a part of empathy that's also like, it's trying to understand what they're going through. And as you said earlier, like knowing that everyone has a different story and different experience and just like listening to those and all that, which is what I've talked about before. But I think it's also, there's also an element, it's almost kind of acknowledging, you know what, I am not going to understand your experience. And I, there's no way that I can because I don't identify the same way or whatever. So it's almost kind of like acknowledging that sometimes too and being like, I'm not going to understand, but how can I help and what can I do? You know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah. I think that's almost a part of allyship too, because there are, you know, there are a lot of things that people are just not going to be able to understand about your experience. And like, that's fine. Like they can, yeah. they, they need to try to understand, but there's just certain things they're not going to be able to. So I think almost that acknowledgement or that honesty is kind of important too. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, but how do you, how do you get people to like, like, how do you start up a conversation with someone like that? Even, you know, something no, I think we're lucky that we have friends and a lot of people in our lives that agree with us and yeah. are kind of, they've known that. Sometimes because the bad things happen to them, but how do you get people to, who may not have experienced that or see it similarly to start talking about it? Is that a question for me or is that a rhetorical question? Um, <laughs> kind of both. Kind of oh, both. Okay. <laughs> That is a really great question. I do agree that there are a lot of people in my life that agree with things that we're saying right now and that care about all this stuff. And that that's obviously super important. I also have a fair amount of people in my life that are different than me and might agree on some things, but don't agree on others. And I actually kind of like that. <laughs> like I kind yeah. of like having different opinions in my life and people with different backgrounds and whatever. So I actually think that's kind of I must, that doesn't really answer your question, but I do think it kind of no, helps yeah, to does. like have people with different identities in your life that you can learn from. But I, I do think when it comes to conversation specifically, I, again, I am no, by no means an expert on this because I am still practicing this to this day. We all are. Oh, least. totally. Yeah. For me, I think a big part of it is just asking a lot of questions and just mm-hmm. listening 
you know, like sometimes if I'm talking to someone that's going through something tough and it is because of their race or their sexuality or whatever, sometimes they don't need my advice and I just want to, I just literally just need to listen. It depends on the conversation though. Sometimes it's just, just literally holding that space for them and just listening. But then sometimes if it's like a conversation, yeah. And then sometimes if it's a conversation about race, for example, with everything going on recently, if there's someone in your life that isn't really getting it or something, that's a different kind of conversation. And that's, there's still a listening aspect to me where I, I need to hear you out and hear um, what you're actually thinking and like how you got there. But I also think in that instance, I think a lot of it is just asking questions and trying to almost reframe their thinking through those questions. It's just trying to, I think just trying to get them to think in a different way. And I think that looks differently for different people. Like some, some people are very shut off to that and nope, don't care. Um, but I think some people are a little more willing to listen or like over time will. I have, yeah. There's one person in my life that I'm thinking of specifically that I, I won't name. I've had some very tough conversations with this person recently. And I think I've noticed that over time, this person is actually like, they might still disagree with me, but they're at least starting to listen more. And I feel like I'm taking that as a win, you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. as whatever, long as man. you like, sort of start to maybe think, oh, there's a different opinion or like whatever. I feel like that's all I can do at this point. So hopefully that answered your question. And I know definitely I, does. I'm curious, like, if you have any tips on that or, like, ways that you would answer that, too. I think you had, like, I like that space of having that open space, you know, whether it be over food or, you know, <laughs> yeah. beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I really like the, like the framework you set up to where it's just listening to them and just trying to get them to, to look through a different um, point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, me, personally, I think about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fortunately, uh, slash unfortunately, I don't have that many people that I get into like tough arguments with um, yeah. over, over race or just identity and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think the one that sprouted out a little bit more was with, with, with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding like, you know, why are people writing? Why getting really into the nitty gritty of it? Yeah. We would have like hour long conversations. I'm like, I didn't know you felt this way about it, mm-hmm. but now I do. And kind of understand it more hmm. i'll agree mm-hmm. to a certain point yeah um but it's it's been good just to have that out just kind of hash it out and for me where i don't really go out and do that activism like physical and talk to people about it as much it was a nice way to kind of t- to pick my own brain and, and really take a step back and learn what am i actually agreeing with what do i actually think what do i actually believe in yeah um so yeah i think it's just just starting it up and seeing where it goes but i love what you said just listen and just you know chew some gum if you have to just keep your mouth shut but just listen sometimes <laughs> i love that tip that's great chew some gum <laughs> just chew some gum yeah i think having those conversations that you just said like even you know even if you're not physically going out and protesting or whatever like i think those conversations i think that's like great thing to do too like it's a great start yeah i think doing that and just talking to people I don't think it's that difficult you know people are gonna make mistakes too with things they've said like the mm-hmm. last like 20 30 minutes i've probably made three like there have probably been like three four <laughs> things that i should have said differently but just trying just, just... to have those conversations you know and using that empathy shovel like you said i don't think that happens enough i think people need yeah, to I have more you. of those conversations about identity and race like they might be uncomfortable but i just think they're important yeah yeah i like i like that 
yeah, it's yeah. a win-win. You know, it's going to be maybe the conversation will be tough 20% of the time, you right. know, a good 20 minutes, but 40 minutes you talk about something you both love or yeah. you know, something you didn't know about each other. And you're like, Oh, you watch that show. I watch it too. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's a, that's a, like, that's a form of bonding too. That's going to have you exactly. make you learn more about the person too. So, well, that was an amazing conversation. The last thing I wanted to do for the episode, I wanted to do like a rapid fire game with you. Oh. It's like, it's a sports version though. And okay. it's like a it's like a this or that game. So I'm gonna give you. Oh, it's like, gonna be hard. <laughs> it doesn't. If it's not that rapid, that's okay. I'm just so I'm so bad at rapid fire. Like I'm terrible at it. So it doesn't actually have to be that rapid. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna give you like two names or like two people or something like that, and you have to okay. pick one, like the one that you like more, or your favorite, or whatever. Okay. The this or that rapid fire game. Okay, Tim Lincecum or Matt Cain. Oh, Timmy, Timmy. I like it. It's weird. I like Kane more as a baseball player because mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch as many um, Timmy years. Like uh-huh. as as I didn't focus a lot on it during yeah, that yeah. time. Yeah. But yeah, he's just cool. Okay. Uh, Hunter Pence or Pablo Sandoval? Oh, Pence. I figured you, just, you were going to say that. <laughs> you just put Pence next to anything. I'll be like, yeah. yes, yes, yes. When you said that earlier, I was like, I already know how he's going to answer that. <laughs> I also was going to ask you Romo or Brian Wilson, but I already know what you're going to say. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think um, Wilson just kind of lost it a little bit the last oh, few I, years, but I totally agree. We yeah. very much agree on that. Um, okay, Brandon Crawford or Brandon Belt? Belt. I like yeah. Crawford more, but Belt's our our awkward little guy, you know. <laughs> so is it like a personality thing for him too? I th- kind of. Um, yeah. My thing is, so a while ago, I ordered a jersey um, off the MLB. Yeah, and I ordered a Sergio Romo one that was on sale, Good. and I got Brandon Belt. So oh. <laughs> I just I, was like, oh, I guess I'll follow Belt now. <laughs> yeah, totally... How did that happen? And they ran out of Romo. I don't know. They ran out of Romo. I showed them everything, and they're like, "Sorry, we just don't got any more." Like, do you still want the Belt one? I'm like, I mean, it's got the patch on it, so I guess. <laughs> That's it so a random. Patch event, but yeah. Well, okay. I guess you're a Brandon Belt fan now. Yeah. <laughs> I was forced, but not I mean, that you were like before, it. but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Pat Burrell or Aubrey Huff? Let's go Burrell. Good call. Uh, <laughs> Angel Pagan or Gregor Blanco? That's hard, dude. I know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm go Blanco because he was like the, I call him like the silent assassin, silent ninja. Yes. I feel just killing it every game. And yeah, you know, I think he's probably the one to one of the most underappreciated giants during those, that time. Definitely underrated yeah. for sure. Um, Kruk or Kipe? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'll allow you that on some of the answers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Willie McCovey or Willie Mays? Let's go Mays. I don't know. It's just oh, yeah. Well, he's one of the top three players all the time. I think. Oh yeah. Just for sure. McCovey's. I think we love him here, but everywhere else he's underappreciated too. Yeah. I agree. I would agree with that. Okay. Buster Posey or Barry Bonds? Let's go Posey by an inch. Okay. And we'll say, because I love Bonds. Bonds was just like, he's the one that kept me a Giants fan when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. But, uh-huh. but Posey's that true gamer, bro. He's just like, he's, he gets it done. Totally. No matter what, he gets yep. it done. Um, okay. This is like a random snack one for Oracle Park. <laughs> are you are you more of a Ghirardelli Sunday person or a garlic fries person? Garlic like fries. Classics. Yeah. Garlic fries if I know I'm not gonna talk to my wife that day. 
<laughs> Even with the mints, it's like not enough. <laughs> no, she can. Three days later, she'll be like, "I smell something." Yeah, like she <laughs> you went tell. to a game. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's kind of hard, but maybe you can figure out something. Twenty ten Giants, twenty twelve, or twenty fourteen. Oh, that's like the hardest one. Um, I know. I know. I will say twelve. Okay. Just because that's, I think I'm trying to remember. That's when Pence was just like going all out and just keeping us in. I think. Yeah, that's that's when the the Reverend name came about, and yes. we like we were down and was it ever? Oh no, not every series. We were down in the first two series, I think. The first two, and yeah. then and then we swept the world. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy. I would probably pick that one too. Oh, and and that's the one. Um, this is like my. I've, I've always wanted to get this picture frame, and I think a little later, but um, when Romo threw that oh. slider. Oh my gosh! To, uh, Cabrera to Cabrera. Cabrera. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, such a good. Yeah, you got to get that framed. Yes. Um. Okay, so now we're like starting to transition into some Warriors stuff. Bochi okay. or Steve Kerr? Bochi, only because I met him. And oh, he's just okay. like really cool. Fair. He is a really cool dude. Yeah. I mean, Kerr um, is too, and everything he's doing right now is awesome, but yeah. we'll go Boch. Uh, Lucille or the Warriors Old Thunder mascot? <laughs> yeah, the Thunder mascot was cool. Um, he was, yeah. I'll go Lucille. He's more classic. I mean, yeah, he's he's been around forever, too. Yeah. Okay, Steph Curry or Buster Posey? Oh, Steph. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Steph or Clay? I'm guessing you're going to go Steph. Steph, yeah. Uh, Draymond or Clay? Let's go Baby Dre. He's, Baby Dre, okay. He's He just, he holds it together. He keeps, he's the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant or Steph? Steph. I like Durant. Thank you for your service. But nah, he's just I love I love what he does for his community and everything, but he's one of those players where I'm like, you do you, bro. Thanks for helping us out, but you do you. Like, oh totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean for me, I mean you probably know this, but for me it's like Steph above everyone. So yeah. <laughs> I had to make sure I had to see how you answered those though. Yeah. Um okay, for two of the two of the younger players on the team, Jordan Poole or Eric Pascal. I know Poole a little bit more, but um I'm excited to see what Pascal does. I, I think they're both pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, they've both got some upside. I like them. Um, okay, Jason Richardson or Baron Davis? Um, just Davis, because he's, he's kind of more of the, the classic, I call him the orange, the classic orange warrior. And that, I mean, that dunk on Kirilenko is, like, forever one of the coolest Warriors moments ever. <laughs> so, um, okay, so same era, Steven Jackson or Monte? Um, we'll go Jackson. I feel like Monte, he kind of got screwed over a little, a little bit. Um, but he also didn't. I don't think he handled the situation the best mm, back when yeah. he got traded. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not a big Monte fan. I've always been Team Steph, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, David Lee or Andrew Bogut? Ooh, let's go Bogue. Bogue. I think he. Yeah, I think overall. He was better for us, mm-hmm. but once again, Lee underappreciated. Totally, yeah. I I miss both of them actually. Like as as I people, because they're just such cool people. Um, yeah, they're just fun to listen to. Yeah, um, this is a very hard one for me. But Andre or Sean? You know what I said about the 2012, 10, and fourteen being the hardest. This I think this one might be. <laughs> I know this one. This one's hard. Like I don't know how I would answer it. I really don't. So I got the Andre jersey, and I love mm-hmm. Andre. Just 
just the sass and just the the leadership he brings everywhere he goes honestly but i'm a livingston guy i've been wanting that jersey for such a long time and oh yeah his story the way he just, oh my gosh everything oh they're i mean they're both just they're obviously really impactful players but they're yeah. also just the coolest people ever they're exactly that's so, really hard so i'm sorry about that <laughs> that's right Okay, so same thing as the Giants question. 2015 Warriors, 2017, or 2018? I think 2015. That was was like our coming out party where it's like, yeah, we're here. We're here to be a staple in the league. And that's like the original cast too, you know, original core. Okay, so I have a few other like random sports ones, and then we're done. Uh, It's fun. (laughs) Michael Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Same. This is why we're friends. Yeah. Um, you know for a while i didn't like braun yeah I, I just did not like him but he's just been doing such amazing things i'm like okay i respect you bro I respect oh i yeah i that's what i've I, the way lebron plays kind of bothers me Ugh, it just bothers me but like as a person i think he's he's a really good person and he, yeah. he's done so many things for the community and so i gave him respect for that yes um but he's not better than michael jordan no <laughs> okay and then jimmy g or colin kaepernick football skill wise okay okay (laughs) yeah i was like that's a hard one because like you know but skill wise are you asking a follow-up question (laughs) (laughs) go for it are you asking like who would i take to win a championship sure (laughs) i'll take g i'll take yeah that was hard why because cap just makes things happen (laughs) (laughs) He just, just watching him back in the day. He just, he's made it happen. Like, okay, our run game ain't working. Let me run. Like, okay, I need, I need to throw a good few passes. I'm throwing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I almost, I'm almost capped just because he showed that he can just make it happen and and win games. Where Jimmy G is, I think, is overall better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's in a really good situation to where he doesn't have to worry as much as maybe Cap did back in the day. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would, I would trust G. I think I think you're right and I think I feel like Kaepernick has like more of a like unique skill set mm-hmm. it's really interesting and can come through you know in the clutch and make make stuff happen like you said yeah. <laughs> um but yeah yeah I, that was a hard one for me too I was like oh, I don't know anyway would you take Jimmy G probably I mean I agree with you that I think like overall he's a better quarterback but for now I mean maybe maybe Cap will get signed by someone and maybe he'll prove hopefully yeah but um we didn't really talk about the Niners at all, but is there anything you want to say about them? Super excited. Yeah. I mean, I've had an iffy relationship with the NFL, but <laughs> Me too. I still follow my Niners. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. I'll still follow my Niners. I'm just excited to them. Last year was just, oh, wasn't too much of a surprise to me. I, th- I thought we'd go pretty far, but yeah, that would go all the way. I was like, oh man, this is, this is so much fun. I agree. The NFL is like maddening to me, but um, but that team is exciting. The same page. They're so fun to watch too. Like, oh my gosh, so fun. The to thing, watch. yeah. Sometimes they get a little run heavy, which yeah. If you understand football, like yeah, that's that's kind of the best way to win. Right, right. But um, yeah, you. They're so much fun to watch, yeah, especially not, on defense. Oh my gosh, yeah. That, so. Um, well, I think that mostly does it for the episode at least, but, um, is there actually, how about like, how about last thing we do is, do you want to name, let's see, how about you name one thing that makes you proud or one thing that makes you feel brave? Either one. Ooh, 
I'll do three things that make me Ooh, proud. Sure. Go for that's it. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, really proud to work at where I work at. Mm-hmm. Um, my colleagues. Um, like, I haven't been unlucky. I've kind of, I'm looking at it as a positive thing, like a really good time to learn and, and um, just experiences. I'm working in the an emergency department this, this past month and next month. Yeah. Um, so I'm really proud just to be working alongside all those people. You can just see them trying their hardest to save some, some lives. And it's just oh my gosh, been, yeah. um, it's been different. Cause you know, I'm, I'll be going to surgeries and I'll be working at cancer centers. And yeah, I know some of those people are really suffering, but just to see it happening, you know, I'm really proud to work where I work at and knowing the people are, some of my colleagues might be a little afraid, but you know, they're, they're going in and you need help. We're going to help you. Um, proud of my wife. This quarantine has been tough, but she's been tougher. She's doing a lot of things that, you know, we, t- we kind of mentioned it earlier with like health and education. Yeah. Like I'm learning a lot about this, a little bit more about the education pipeline mm-hmm. to be what she wants to be. And it's just, they make it hard on us for on purpose. So I'm really, wow. yeah, I'm just really proud of her. She's just digging it out, man. Mm-hmm. She's one of my heroes. Um, yeah. And then just, just my family and friends, you know, I'm proud to just be associated with them. Um, like you just doing amazing work you do. Um my my dad who's just like and my mom definition of just coming in here are young facing a lot of hardships and then you know owning their own house and everything. i'm just really proud yeah. even though i only lived in a house like i've only had my own room for like a year and a half i've always lived with other people after that or had roommates but yeah they were able to achieve it and i was like wow yeah those are three solid answers i like that <laughs> maybe maybe i will in the future allow for three and not just one because i'm sure picking one would be hard (laughs) well thank you again so much for doing this episode with me i love talking to you about anything and i'm definitely gonna have to have you back on because i feel like again we could talk for several hours (laughs) yeah definitely no thank you so much it was just it was just nice to talk to somebody but not only somebody but you and i know we text and always like send these cute little messages of like um clutch points or like just the NBA memes that are just funny but <laughs> yeah it's good to talk to you and kind of just learn more about you too it's, it's always a lot of fun talking to you oh thank you no I mean I, I feel the same and we should we should do this again soon off we, I mean we can do it not on the podcast too <laughs> and actually see each other in person you know? I know it's, uh, but no I, I really appreciate you I appreciate our friendship and I just appreciate how how positive you always are and I appreciate your perspective and you're such a good friend so thank you again for coming on Bomb, thanks for having me. Yeah.